welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm glad that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and listen to it. We hope and pray that you will be edified, that you will give glory to Christ and thank Him for this podcast. You'll continually pray for us that we can find the resources to continue to post uh, our weekly podcast. And if you'd like to know more about us, please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase. There you can find out more information about us, our statement of faith, as well as our prayer list pages there. Uh, past podcasts are also listed there, and different ways that you can listen to us is also on our webpage. You can also support us through PayPal. Today we're going to talk about how much is that? How much is that? And we're going to start off by reading a scripture reading here in John chapter 15, verses 18 through 19 and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version today it says if the world hates you you know that it has hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world loves its own but because you're not of the world but I chose you out of the world because of this the world hates you you know each and every day business transactions are taking place and it is a common question how much is that or how much will that cost me something my family has to do is to live by a budget just as most others listening to the podcast have to do the same thing when you go looking to buy a car the first thing you want to do is find out how much that car is or otherwise you may not be able to afford the payment or be able to have enough money to buy it outright. The salesman, he'll, he'll tell you the price, and several things uh, probably will happen. You'll think about it. You'll think, well, that's a fair price, and you'll make the purchase. Perhaps you might try to, to haggle the price down a little bit where you think it's more in line with what it should be. Perhaps you'll just simply walk away because you think the cost is more than you could ever bear. Some things in our food budget might have to take a back seat. I know most of the world does not believe that kind of a statement. When I was in, in Asia doing some mission work, uh, they thought we just every American had money running everywhere, but that's not really true. Sometimes we have to make decisions on a grocery bill or budget. You know, I cannot afford a T-bone steak and, and feed my family for the week. If I would take the cost of that steak and perhaps buy a hamburger, my family stands a much better chance of having the necessary meals through the next pay period. We all ask the question when it comes to uh, our money, uh, how much does that cost? Why is it then that we don't ask about the cost of discipleship? Why is it when we present to people uh, God's plan for mankind, uh, the salvation plan, we kind of leave out some small print, or we just simply don't tell them how much it costs to be a true follower of Christ. You see, to me this is really sad, because there are so many people who were never taught there's a cost to being a follower of Christ. About uh, approximately one-third or maybe even more of our listening audience of this podcast know there's a cost of being a Christian. 
They are nations that do not, uh, they're not just simply put, they're not Christian friendly. And for us in the Western world where we have freedom of religion, uh, we need to understand that there really is a cost factor involved in following Jesus. Being a true follower will cost you. Uh, your popularity could vanish. Uh, promotions at work may not come as quick or at all, depending on what maybe what part of the country you live in. And it could just simply cost you an easy life. You're going to have to discipline yourself, and you're going to have to say no uh, to temptation. You have to say no to this world that we live in. You have to say uh, no to the crowd. And maybe you might have to be willing to stand alone in that crowd. You have to walk to the beat of, of a different drummer, as my, my dad would say. In other words, you're going to have to walk in the light of Christ and follow his word. You must be willing to be the last man standing for Jesus. You will have to be willing to suffer persecution for Christ. If you are truly a follower of the King of Glory, it will come. You see, the world hates Christ and, and what he stands for. And if you are willing to stand with Christ, uh, you're not above receiving the same treatment as he did. Just as we read in the scripture reading as we opened the podcast. Jesus did not come to, to play games and he just didn't come just to show us uh, how to live our lives. But he really did come to suffer and die, to shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. You see, Jesus, I will not play games either when he returns. The same seriousness that Christ has in, in saving souls from eternal damnation is the same seriousness we need to hold dear in our own hearts as Christians. We need to tell people, after their, their acceptance of the gospel, after they've been immersed, uh, there, there's going to be temptations. And there's going to be hard times. And there certainly will be times of uncertainty. You see, we need to know and understand what our purpose is as a disciple and a follower of Christ. Each and every one of us walking on the face of the planet needs to make peace with the coming of, of the King. King Jesus, uh, he's laid out those terms of peace. And really, in a real sense, we all need to settle out uh, of court with him. Because, you know, on that final day of judgment, he was not going to show mercy to the unbelieving. You know, once the day of judgment falls upon this earth, all hopes and chances of forgiveness uh, seem to bear over. They seem to uh, disappear. Every knee will bend and every tongue will confess that Jesus is God, that he is the King of glory. And listeners, this is why it is so important for each and every one of us to continually seek out the glory and the kingdom of God Almighty, to present ourselves as a, as a living sacrifice, to be a true disciple of Jesus, and if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open up and follow along and mark it in Luke chapter 14, and then turn with me to Revelation chapter 19. 
And in Revelation chapter 19, uh, this is written by the Apostle John, and he writes, starting in verse 1, After these things are heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, because his judgments are true and righteous. For he has judged the great harlot who has corrupted the earth with her immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. Verse 3. And a second time they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who sits on the throne, saying, Amen. Hallelujah. See, we need to understand today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week, but today. Today is the day of salvation. And Jesus has laid out his terms of a surrender to him in the peace that comes with that surrender. As much as mankind may desire to lay out their own terms of a surrender agreement, Christ is not going to accept those. We have no right to tell the Creator and the Savior on how salvation is obtained. The terms of peace and salvation, again, are under His terms. His terms are simply this. You must become a faithful disciple. All of us who have heard the gospel uh, told the preacher that you wanted to repent, you wanted to be baptized. Well, you've done well, but there's more. And we're talking about remaining faithful to Christ and His Word until He calls us home. But really, what does that mean? Well, let's read. We've got ten verses here I'd like to read in Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 25. Now large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, and wife, and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he's going to have enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and then is not able to finish, all who observe it will begin to ridicule him. Verse 30, saying, This man began to build, it was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sits out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down? Consider whether he has a strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter someone who's coming against him with 20,000 men. Or else, while there's still time and he's far off, he will send a delegation and ask for terms of peace. So then, none of you may be my disciple who does not give up his own possessions. Therefore, salt is good. But if this, even the salt has become tasteless, with what will it become seasoned? It is useless either for the soil or for the manure pile. It is thrown out. 
He who has ears, let him hear. When we refuse to, to pick God first, when we refuse to pick up our cross, when we choose our own very own lives over Christ, we make ourselves to be God. We make ourselves to be the idol that we are worshiping. You know, the world tells us to look out for number one. Look out for yourself. Look out for me. And Jesus says, this is sinful. And those who practice this way really are not our true disciple of Christ. That's what he's trying to think, he's trying to get at in verse 33. I think he makes the terms of discipleship uh, clear. And they are presented only from God's side of the table. You know, during World War II, the United States demanded from Japan complete and unconditional surrender. In other words, the United States was not going to entertain any, any negotiation. Jesus is pushing each and every one of us to make a decision. He's not going to be put off forever. Now, you may think by not making up your mind today... It's a safe ground, it's a safe space, but I'm telling you, it's not safe. It's not a safe place or a safe ground. The fact of the matter is, you have already made up your mind. You think, well, uh, you can fool God, but the question is, really? Because I don't believe that you can fool God. The Bible makes it pretty clear, we cannot fool God. You see, Christ completely was victorious at the cross. And Jesus is not going to entertain any negotiation for salvation. Perhaps some of us were uh, told, not told the, the small print before making a commitment to, to be immersed or baptized. Maybe some of us weren't told that small print before we, we went to the altar call and, and said, I really want to be able to to be a, a disciple of Christ. Preacher laid a hand on you and said a prayer and says, can you feel the power? Well, maybe that was just static electricity that built up in the carpet. There's an old book. Uh, it's called You Baptized Me and Then You Dropped Me. And perhaps this has happened to some of us, maybe a lot more of us, if, if we're honest with ourselves. But if it's happened... Let's change it. As people of God, let us work together to help each other understand what it truly means to be a disciple of Christ. Let each and one of us be the salt of the earth, as Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 5. But notice here, Jesus kind of repeats himself in this uh, Luke chapter 14 and verses 34 and 35, he makes a similar statement. You losing your saltiness, you're not even worth being thrown into the manure pile. You're not any good to God, the kingdom, or his church. If you, if you lost all that saltiness, you've, you're in trouble. You know, I recall when I went through preaching school, I thought I could save money. I'd pop popcorn and I'd save the salt that uh, I put on the popcorn from the night before. And I'd sprinkle it onto the uh, popcorn that was fresh. And it did not taste good at all. I spit it out. And why was that? 
because the salt had lost its saltiness. It had no flavor. You know, Jesus also talks about picking up your cross. What does that term really mean uh, to you and me? We've heard it preached and, and we've read the verses in our own personal readings and we just read it a few moments ago. Does it mean that you're to deny yourself? Does it mean you must be willing to die? Well, this would be part of, an, uh, of the question is, how much is that? And yes, you're going to have to deny yourself, and some of us may be called to be uh, give up our life for the cause of the gospel. You know, we are blessed to live in a, a nation in the United States, and really for the most part the Western world, where we can freely worship. The odds uh, are small at one time that anybody would be called upon to be a martyr. But I believe that's changing, even in America. So how much does it cost in America today to be a disciple? Well, the answer is there's, there's really no price tag on it. The cost is, is more than gold or silver. The cost is every thought, every breath, every ounce of energy, and complete devotion a discipleship. Denying yourself and, and picking up your cross from this moment forward until God calls us home. The cross is a symbol more of suffering. And how many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have suffered as a disciple for Christ? Missing the pregame show is not suffering. Seriously, how many of us have suffered? I can tell you that I have been threatened strongly to stop reading my Bible when I was on a lunch break with an employer in the past. But I didn't stop reading my Bible. And I certainly didn't stop telling people who Christ was. It caused me a lot of stress at work at that time. But you know, this is the only life that you and I will ever live on this planet. This subject deals with the only thing that you and I really need to be concerned about, really, and that is eternal life. Where are we going to spend eternity? We are eternal beings, and some of us will spend forever in the glory of Christ, and others may not. We all must come to a complete and total surrender of our lives. We must put ourselves into subjection of the His supreme being. And notice the last words that we read. He who has ears, let him hear. This is a section of Luke really is a warning to be heeded. We really need to pay attention, in other words. I personally do not believe in things happening just by accident. I believe the Holy Spirit is alive and well, and He is working in His church today. It is not by accident that you tune into the podcast. It is not by accident that you walk through church doors on Sunday morning or, or Sunday night. We all come together to, to worship and, and hear a portion of His Word. And that's why we listen to podcasts, and that's why we read and study our Bible. To be remember the cost 
of his suffering in order that you and I may have eternal life. We need to sing songs of praise and, and to give glory to his name, to understand that we are sinners and need to come to repentance and be his disciple, his follower. Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 29. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brother or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much at this time in the age to come eternal life. How much does the cost of discipleship? It could cost you everything that you call precious and dear. There is a very sweet reward if you are a true disciple of Christ. Eternal life, that is the greatest reward that anyone could ever hope for to be with Him. And there is no price that I could personally put on my salvation. None. I certainly hope today that you are ready to be a disciple of Christ if you are not. And if you are, that you will want to strengthen that relationship with Him and and become a deeper understanding student of His Word, to be able to, to reject what the world says and accept what Christ says, truly surrendering your life to Him, the King of glory, the Shepherd. If you need to find a congregation that is teaching the complete Word of God, I would do that. There's many congregations around that just teach a handful of scripture because that's their favorite topic or that's the tree they like to beat on or whatever. We need to hear every word of God. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast, that it's challenged you and encouraged you, that you would like us and follow us. So when each week when we release our podcast, you will get an alert that our podcast has been downloaded to your favorite listening app. Please tell others about us. That would encourage us to know that we have more and more listeners. Be sure to go back to our webpage from time to time at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, and keep up on the latest events and find us there on social media as well on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Thank you again for listening. May God bless you and may He have the glory. Thank you.